Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast. Couple weeks off, couple weeks off. Um, had some sickness going around, was um, away, and uh, was out of town. And then the next week I came back and w- was running so hard to catch up that I just didn't have time to record this podcast. So, I am super grateful and thankful to have the opportunity to be a little bit uh, more caught up this week and spend a few minutes with you guys talking about why subscriptions are the future of web design. And if you can, if you can believe it, uh, I'm really excited, maybe more than ever, about just embracing this identity of being the subscription web design guy, both in a client-facing way and also in this way, really helping you guys in your own businesses. Um, be fruitful and and be productive. And what's interesting is that the more I teach you to do it, you know, the less beneficial in a sense it is f- uh, for me, but also the more beneficial for me because if, if if everybody knows that I created this model or if people know that I created this model, then you know it helps me too. Um, but it's good. It's it's a it's an opportunity to share with you guys what made a really big difference in my life, and I'm just excited about embracing it and really helping clients specifically see the value of this model. So that's one of the things that as we, um, as I create more content, as I help you guys understand how to do this in your business, we're going to talk a lot more about how to um, get clients to see this as a differentiator and a, a piece of value in itself that is provided. Before we dive into the content, I wanted to say that this episode is actually sponsored by the Getting Started course. So if you have not yet purchased the Getting Started course to teach you how to build a subscription web design business that works for you, go to steveschram.co, click on courses, and you will see that there. Actually, you can just go to steveschram.co slash SWD, use code podcast, and right now you'll get a discount um, if you go ahead and purchase the course there. And this course really will help you get started. It's a Getting Started course, but it goes plenty in depth into how to get this set up and going um, on your own. And I think you'll find it to be a very valuable and helpful resource. So why is it that subscriptions are the future of web design? Um, Let me preface this by saying that I think that it's important to talk about the future more than we talk about the past. Okay. Um, It's, if you look at the landscape of, of the past of web design, it's so interesting. I mean, like, you know, people, because of how difficult it was, because of how skilled you had to be in coding and design in order to make websites in those early days, you know, people were easily charging hundreds of thousands of dollars to build these websites because it was such a specific kind of skill. And yes, that opportunity still exists today, specifically you have to work with larger enterprises, uh, because a $500 website just wasn't really a thing. It wasn't feasible. It wasn't tenable just because of how much work it took. Now, I, I, arguably, I still came in in the early days of WordPress, um, you know, 2006, 2007, and sure enough, we were charging $500 for a website, but we absolutely should not have been. And as much as we shouldn't now, uh, we really should not have been back then. And uh, it's just crazy how tools like Divi and Elementor and and different plugins have been developed have really leveled a playing field. But, you know, this does lead to a problem. This leads to the problem that a lot more people are becoming skilled in web design. And you guys know this. Um, You go to Upwork and Fiverr and sites like that, and, and you can just find thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who know what they're doing. 
And by the way, a lot of them produce really, really good work. I mean, to be honest, a couple of my contractors are from Upwork and they do a fantastic job. They've been with me for, um, in some cases, years now. And I love it. Uh, they're very, very good. And so it's, it's no shade on them at all or on anybody who uses those platforms. But as a web designer who is not relying on those platforms, what is it that you're going to do? Like, how can you differentiate yourself from those uh, options? And I think that the subscription model is going to be one super um, useful way to help you do this. We're sort of threading a needle here, the way that uh, if you use my least to own model, for example, the way that we're doing this. Uh, it would be difficult, for example, to do something like Deer Design. Okay, so Deer Designer is a company that charges a static rate, five forty nine. Uh, a month, and basically you get just unlimited design. The way those business models work, um, you know, it, it wouldn't be so easily transferable over just into website design and development because you just can't work an unlimited amount of time on this stuff. Um, it doesn't work that way. Okay, design is a little bit different, more project-based deliverables, um, and it, you have to have some really strict boundaries set. So. It would be hard for somebody to just say unlimited web design subscription, um, quite difficult. In fact, if somebody could figure that out, great. Um, but it, it doesn't seem very feasible um, to me, especially not if you want to scale it and be able to actually pay employees what they should be paid for the work they're doing, et cetera. Um, so you're not going to be able to just go like with an unlimited subscription model. Uh, at the same time, People are realizing that they don't have to pay necessarily thousands of dollars for a website. They can go to these sites like Fiverr and Upwork, find people who will work for a low hourly rate or few, for a few hundred dollars. And by the way, they're doing really great work, okay? So it's, it's, it's less than ever, and I want to be really careful how I say this, but I want you to understand what I mean. It's less than ever about the talent and skill of the designer and frankly, even the developer. I mean, that gets a little bit more dicey because those are more specialized skills. Um, but honestly, like people finding people who know what they're doing in the world of web is not that hard. That's the reality of the situation. So then the question becomes, how can we thread that needle? How can we become useful to our clients? How can we not only become useful, but how can we explain to them in the very short amount of time that we get when they visit our website or when they read our article, right? How can we get it across to them that we're different? The business model itself, I think, is the quickest and fastest way to do this uh, because it will immediately get them thinking and it will make them want to know more. And so I think subscription web designs are, or I think subscription web design is, is the future of web design as a whole. Um, at least for you right now, it's a huge opportunity because it can help avoid that commoditization right? How do you set yourself apart and actually explain to people that you provide a service of lasting value and expertise? And having this model, the subscription web design model, be a way of doing that is, I think, a gigantic advantage. You're showing people that you think differently about the business as a whole, and that shows people that you have expertise, that you're going to show up with leadership, and that you're going to help drive the relationship. And that makes a big, big deal. So, commoditization is a is a huge reason that I think we should look at subscription and the subscription model as the future of web design. And the 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 second two and the final two um, are just two different sides of the same coin. The first is that it's better for you, and the second is that it's better for the client. 
Why is it better for you? Well, a lot of the things that we've talked about in the introductory episodes, but I'll go ahead and repeat them in case we have some new ones here. You know, financial freedom, okay? It's better because your income is predictable, right? Every single month, you know what's coming in. You can create financial freedom. You can create a real budget for your family. Um, Sure, people leave. There's churn that happens, absolutely. But those are often replaced with new clients and um, um, additional projects for current clients. So you've got financial freedom. And related to that, you've got a financial runway. If you need to make changes or movements in your business, or let's say you wanted to go from part-time to full-time in your business. You've got some runway there to allow you to do that without having to make some huge leap saying, oh, well, I've got clients lined up for this month and maybe even for next month, but what am I going to do the month after that? Okay. You don't have to, you don't even have to answer that question or ask that question when you're doing subscription web design. The next one is transaction frequency. Transaction frequency is like the holy grail of business, right? How often does a consumer transact with your brand? Well, in a subscription web design model, they're transacting every single month. You have the same customers actually coming back again for a new transaction. And oftentimes, again, you're going to find that this happens pretty much indefinitely. Will people leave over time? Yes, they will. But again, they'll be replaced. And frankly, it's very rare. If you're doing a good job, you're providing a quality level of service, it's very rare that people leave. So if you want the holy grail of um, business models, then you need to have transaction frequency and this does it for you. The next one is relationships. Relationships. The more I, I grow as a business owner, frankly, the more I grow as a person, the more I grow spiritually, the more I understand the value of building quality relationships. And this does matter in your client work. Absolutely. Um, it's, it, it's difficult for some people to get close, um, to open up, to, to, you know, to, to be really friendly with people. And, you know, like people ask the question, well, should I add my clients on Facebook and, and this, that, and the other look, ultimately it's a relationship. Um, and the, the better you can keep that relationship, the, the more you can foster it, the more personal you can get in many cases, the better it is. You want to become friends, I think, with your clients. Now, look, I understand that that goes against uh, a lot of business advice. But ultimately, business owners are in the business of people. And the business of people is the business of relationships. And I think it's a wise decision to grow personally in those relationships um, rather than just professionally. Again, kind of a, a hot take. You might not share the same opinion there. Um, but I think the closer you can get in terms of relationship and friendship, even to your clients, uh, the better, that's the kind of business that I want to grow, right? Where we're working together, we're becoming friends, we're talking over time, even candidly. And uh, I think it makes a difference. And then the final one in this sort of column of things, it's better for you is going deeper. Okay. Uh, you get to go deeper with current clients in the sense of you can offer them new services. You can bring in, Um, You can start doing marketing for them. You can start helping grow their business and accomplishing results. You can do additional websites for them. You could create their membership site and their learning management site um, in addition to their marketing site, right? So you can go deeper with current clients. And honestly, that's like a lot of the work that we're doing right now currently in in our business is work for current clients. Um, 
in new capacities, right? So it's not like uh, current clients and it's the same income. I mean, that is the case in, in a couple of circumstances, but in other circumstances, those relationships are growing and we're, we're going to the next phase and they're adding on new products and services. So it makes a big difference because otherwise you're going to have people always wondering, well, do they do that service? Can they offer that? Do they, you know, do I have to, um, do I have to look somewhere totally new for this? I like just being the web guy for my clients and saying, look, you can basically filter through me. When you have a new goal that you want to accomplish, a new business result you want to achieve, a new idea, filter that through me. Like, and not just me, through my team. Like, we are your web team and we can help bring those goals to reality. Um, and if we can't, then we probably know who can. And so that's what we're shooting for. So it's just better for you, the subscription web design model or else I wouldn't be teaching it if I didn't think it was, right? So it's just better for you. And then thirdly and finally, it's better for the client, okay? It's just better for the client. This is a better way, in my opinion, to do business. Um, by the way, like when the big shift to subscription products across the board started happening, you know, it, it, it wasn't all about driving profits and stability and transaction frequency and all of that. Um, honestly, it was a lot of, this is actually how people want to transact, okay? So, a good example is something like Apple Music, okay? Now, I know, and trust me, I'm in the music industry, so I get this uh, a lot. Um, so if you're, uh, you're listening and you're like a creator of some sort and you're mad about this, um, like, trust me, I feel you. I, I get that, but I just want to explain the facts to you right now. The facts are people don't pay $10 to buy someone's album anymore on um, Apple Music. What they do is they pay for an Apple Music subscription and for $10 a month and then listen to as much music in whatever order they want um, and whatever quantities they want, okay? So people have decided that what they want to do is pay a subscription fee and then get access within that. And, and so all I'm suggesting is that, yeah, it, it, it's time for us as service providers to hop into this model and to take advantage of it and to, and to use it because it's better, um, because clients desire it. Now, not all clients, but most clients, I think, would prefer this way um, when given an option. And you can even test that in your business. If you want to test the waters by offering the traditional pricing to some and then um, uh, you know, offering both, offering traditional and subscription and see what they take, then uh, go for it. I, I have reservations about doing that, but if, you're, if, if the purpose is you're trying to test which one gets taken more, then test them. And my hypothesis is that the subscription model would be chosen every time. Uh, not maybe not every time, but I would say most of the time they would prefer to pay the subscription model. There are some businesses, and again, you have to get to a certain size typically for this. There are some businesses of a certain size who would rather, um, because of their way their accounting works, pay in larger lump sums than to pay smaller things. For example, uh, you might have some businesses that even if they take the subscription model, they might say, hey, can I just go ahead and pay this annually on this date um, instead of having to pay it uh, monthly? And again, there are tax and corporate accounting reasons for that sort of thing. So you may run into that, but still for the most part, the, the general idea of the subscription work is, is going to make a lot more sense to people than the one and done, oh yeah, build a website and then go away sort of thing. And I know that, you know, it's, it's 2022, people are selling maintenance plans and things of that nature. And I, I, I totally get that, but 
again, even with a maintenance plan, like the the you have to be very good about how you're actually selling that value. Do I think maintenance plans are a good idea? Yes. In the course, I talk about them. Those are actually one of the subscription web design models that I talk about. I call it the maintenance only plan. And that's perfectly fine and it works. However, um, to me, I like including the web design in the process of the of the plan as much as possible instead of just calling it a maintenance plan. Um, in fact, I really don't even like the word maintenance that much. I prefer the word management because it feels like we have management and ownership over something rather than just we're maintaining it for you, okay? So that, I think that makes a big difference. Um, so it's better for the client. They know you'll be there when you call, when you email. Like, that's such a huge problem, clients being ghosted by their web designers these days. Why is that a thing? Why is that happening? It makes no sense to me. Um, I've ranted and raved about this in, in blog posts and other places, and I still just, I don't get it. Um, if you want to be in business, return your emails. Like, return your phone calls. If you can, answer your phone, right? Um, this is just part of being in business, okay? Uh, it's more affordable, for clients, I've already mentioned this, right? Like they, they will probably take the subscription option every time over the, uh, you know, pay big lump sums. And why is that? Well, because again, it's more affordable for them. They can spread their costs out. They can add it as a line item to their, to their, um, you know, to their regular expenses every month. And I went into this business model back in 2015, uh, with the assumption that even if a client couldn't afford a big lump sum for a website, they could afford to add me as a line item on their monthly marketing expenses. And guess what? I was right. Uh, it just happened to work out, and uh, and that has consistently been true ever since. Even if we've, uh, even as we have added more services and things of that nature. Next is growing through the relationship. Again, the same point I made about it's better for us, but also it's better for the client. The client, believe it or not does want to be in a relationship with you. They want to trust you. It's often said, and it's true, that business operates at the speed of trust. It's so true, okay? It's so true. If they trust you, they will continue to work with you. How does trust come? Trust comes as the result of having a relationship, okay? A relationship. And this is why content creation and things before you are actually in a place of, of, of requesting to do business with somebody matters because part of content creation and community building is building an audience and building a relationship with that audience. And then through that relationship, trust is um, created. And then in that trust comes the ability to work together. Next is, again, getting more services from the same provider. So look at if you do a good job and they already trust you to be their web designer and they know that you offer SEO services, why wouldn't they come to you for the SEO services instead of going to somebody else? You see that? Why wouldn't they come to you if you offer it as a service for their content marketing rather than go to somebody else? So this is what we're getting at. And by the way, you don't have to be the one physically, and this is something that we're going to talk about a lot too, um, you know, owning the asset, being a business owner, being an entrepreneur versus just working in the business and being a, a technician. Huge difference between those two. You know, you don't have to be the person who does any of the work for these other services. Let's say you want to add SEO. You have a relationship with somebody who does great SEO work, okay? And somebody hires you because they trust you. They don't have a relationship with that person. They have the relationship with you. You say, yes, we can get that done. And what happens is you fulfill that service through the person that you have trust with and boom, you get to profit off of that and everybody's happy and there's a huge circle of trust going on there in that business. All right, next and finally, and this just sort of underscores what I've talked about a minute ago is that you have someone there that they can always trust. Again, trust is the speed of business. You are there, 
They can always trust you and they will come to you and you will help facilitate their entire digital presence. That's the ultimate goal here of subscription web design. And this is the big question, okay? Here's what I want you to reflect on because I've been reflecting on this recently and I'll tell you what the answer is for me um, as well. But I need you to think about this, okay? You're providing a product or service, okay? That will always be a commodity. Why? Because no matter what your business model is or whatever, it's still designing a website. And there are still thousands of people who are just as good, if not better at it, than you are. So here's the big question. Here's what everybody can't do, okay? Is what do you want to bring to your clients through the model? What do you want to bring to your clients through the model? And here's what I'm getting at. What is the emotional feeling through working with you that you want to bring to your clients? For me, by the way, the answer is peace. Okay, I have decided that it, it's peace. When, when somebody works with me, I want them to feel like it is a peaceful experience. What is it for you? Is it love? Um, is it love? Is it some sort of stability, right? Is it is it is it just a, a calm? Maybe the word is calm. Okay, what emotional result are you trying to accomplish for your client? The commodity through which you do that being the web design and other digital services that you offer. Think about that. Okay. So that's why subscriptions are the future of web design. The model itself fights against commoditization. It's better for you and it's better for the client. Thank you so much for being a listener. Again, to the Subscription Web Design Podcast. I hope this has been beneficial and helpful for you. Reach out to me anytime, steve at northnextservices.com. Don't forget to go to steveshramco slash SWD, use code podcast, and get 20% off of the Getting Started course. God bless you guys. Take care. Hey friends, just a quick heads up as we close out today's episode. So there's this event coming up I'm really excited about. It's the Simply Profitable Designer Summit. It's all about finding new practical ways to make our web design businesses more profitable and honestly, more enjoyable. I'll be there sharing some insights and I've got some fresh perspectives to share that I think you'll find really valuable, especially if you're into making your income more predictable, as I know many of you are. Plus, there's going to be a bunch of other speakers who are absolutely brilliant at what they do. And here's the best part. It's totally free to attend, so you can get all of this information and action and inspiration without leaving your desk or even your couch. So if you're interested, just head over to subscriptionwebdesign.com slash summit to get your ticket. Subscriptionwebdesign.com slash summit. It's a great opportunity for us to learn some new strategies together. Oh yeah, I'll be there too. And maybe even shake things up a little bit in our businesses. I really hope to see you there.